For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. everybody to another edition of the top at thunder podcast i am your host today dylan hunzinger at thunder chats and i am not by myself i am joined by two lovely gentlemen in the state of oklahoma first off we've got alex Roy. alex how are you doing man i'm doing good man i'm doing good all right hey short and sweet to the point i like it <laughs> returning to the pod the one the only the man the myth the legend the champagne Slash truly slash white claw slash any type of alcoholic beverage that you can get around him, Jerry. Let me correct you on that real quick, sir. <laughs> All right. Everything you named minus that last piece was absolutely correct. So you were almost right there. Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, happy to be on. Tired as heck. It's been a long week. Um, excited to, to record with you guys, though, and talk about last night's game a little bit. Yep, for sure, man. And, you know, Jerry, Jerry says that uh, I have standards for my consumption. So, <laughs> absolutely. Well, hey, <laughs> listeners, if you have standards, you know, since we're part of the Believe Podcast Network, um, if you have standards and you want to bet on some sports, there's only one place to go. That is Bet Online AG. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, 50, that's 5 to receive your bonus. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V, 5 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage on all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So guys. Long, I, I know I got a read. Sad read. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I just want to say, <laughs> Dylan just read that off the top right there. And I just. Kudos to him. You're a good reader, Dylan. And uh, the other part, you're one of those psychos that says O oh, instead of zero. Yes. Did I really? Yeah. yeah. So everybody, that's a zero there. Okay. Oh, and yeah, he was spelling true. out. He was spelling out B L E A V 
my bad it's not a All five right. and then a letter o no hey that was my only feedback on this session on that ad read and it was uh that was a darn good ad read let me tell you it's all capitalized as well, so th- thanks for throwing that out there. But. <laughs> all right, so before I mess up another ad read, let's jump in to the game, guys. You know, we're not going to do single large item. There's because, a game? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not going to do single large item because this this had a little bit more importance than, you know, the games late in the season where we don't need to pick it apart. Uh, this is the first game of the regular season, guys. Thunder basketball was back. And uh, boy, was it <laughs> losing to the Utah Jazz at Utah 107 to 86. Now, I kind of gave my thoughts a little bit this morning um, on, you know, Thunder Chats, you know, Thunder Chats, oh, you know, we back and better never on that. So hope you guys enjoyed the little bite sized series there. But um, I, w- I want to get your guys' thoughts on here. So I'm, I'm going to go to Alex first. Alex, what's your uh, overarching thoughts of, uh, you know, Thunder Game One? I mean, I, I thought, I thought, hopefully, it's a it's a microcosm of, you know, what this year is going to be like. Just you know, going out there, seeing what the young guys can do, um, seeing what Shea can do, seeing how Shea handles adversity as the number one guy. You know, I don't, I don't think he, ha- I don't think, I don't think he was presented with too many situations last year um, where he was being double and triple teamed. Um, and so I think this year he's going to see that a lot. And so that's going to force other players to step up, to have to step up um, and hit shots. But, I mean, just the first thing that I want to say in regards to this game is that Utah has consistently been one of the best defensive teams in the league over the past seven years. You know, so in, all the way back to 2015-16 season, they were seventh. In defensive rating, 16-17, they were third. 17-18, they were first. 18-19, they were second. 19-20, the COVID year, or the, the year COVID hit, uh, it was an outlier. They were 13. Uh, and then last year, they went back to, to normal sauce and, uh, and went back to third um, in defensive rating. So as far as looking at how this team – looking at how the Thunder looked yesterday, um, it's probably going to be par for the course for a lot of teams. Uh, when they go against Utah, uh, because they're that good defensively, and Rudy Gobert's after after game one, he's he's well on his way to to winning another uh, Defensive Player of the Year award because that guy, he literally just stands there, and guys are like, nope, not going in the lane, nope, he's gonna go ahead and turn back around. <laughs> um, so so yeah, man, I, I thought it was a good game. I thought it was a good game for everybody that's you know playing developmental minutes on the Thunder. Um, there were some hiccups, and if we hit a couple more shots, that game is a lot closer. We hit a couple more threes. If we, you know, if we go average on threes, um, that game's a lot closer. If Derek but, Favors finishes Josh Giddy's assists, that too. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I, I really liked what I saw out there. I don't, I don't you know, I don't want to go into details yet, but I just want to go ahead and put out there that I really liked what I saw out there. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm right there with you. Uh, before I go to Jerry, I just want to, you know, what you're talking about on playing Utah Jazz, like that's very important to note in this game. Like, you know, I don't think any of us are saying OKC is going to go win 60 games or anything like that. Like, obviously, you know, we're realistic. But, um, you know, I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, I mean, Paulo Benchero, like number one pick, like it's locked up. Like, you know, mail it in. It's mm-hmm. over. And it very well may be. 
I mean, you know, even before the season, you know, John Hollinger, for example, picked us to win 13 games. So, like, if that doesn't screen number one pick, I don't know what does. But the fact of the matter is we played one of the best teams in the league, the best team in the West last year in terms of record yep. um, with the Defensive Player of the Year. So, we play Houston Rockets on Friday, tomorrow. So, we could be looking like a championship team tomorrow. I don't know. The Rockets also – you know, lost by a pretty big deficit to the Timberwolves. Granted, Timberwolves and Jazz, there's a little bit of, um, you know, disparity in terms of uh, quality of opponent there. Um, but, yeah, you know, it just don't put too much into this game because, you know, like I said, the quality of op- opponent, like we could look completely different on Friday. But with that being said, uh, Jerry, what did you think of this game? I mean, I thought what it was going to be it was just because I sort of had the same expectations that you just explained about, you know, the jazz being that freaking good. Um, so, I mean, other than that fact, um, really and truly just how freaking wrong I was wrong about Josh Giddy. Like it annoys me at this point um, that I even said anything to begin with, because he's making me eat all my words. I think he had, Oh man. He had like, what was it, like 12 assist opportunities and only got eight or something like that. Wasn't he up there? Yeah, I know Russell was on the – was at the – okay. Yeah, I think okay. he ended up with mind, three assists. I don't know how many potential assists he ended up with, but, like, there was definitely, like, a bunch of missed ones, like – Yeah. Uh, specifically yeah. from Derek Favors. Yeah. No, he missed a couple of bunnies. Um, that shot put shot wasn't working yesterday. No, no. But, like, uh, Darius Baisley, man, uh, I like his swagger. Like, he looks like he feels confident enough to be like, yeah, I belong here. Uh, whenever he got that body, who was that on? Hassan Whiteside mm-hmm. at that. You know what I mean? Who's okay shot blocker. Um, he literally just went straight at his neck and caught him one. And it was uh, – that was pretty nice. He didn't shoot well. I mean, that's fine. He's like, what, 21 now? Nobody uh, shot well. Yeah, well, if it just, J- you know, JRE, like, that's it. Yeah, but just to focus on him, man, like, yeah, he didn't shoot that well, but he played really freaking confident. Um, I liked what he did on defense. Uh, whenever it was just a one-on-one matchup, he played pretty well on switches. Uh, I just – I think Darius Baisley is really going to do something, you know, make a step up this season. Uh and then lastly, uh, Isaiah Roby, man, I'm going to just keep riding that train uh, until I don't chug no more. But I think he's really going to be somebody that that we can move in the future, probably for some picks, because uh, he's he's pretty efficient. Um, and yeah, he got bodied up by Gobert, but like he was giving up what, like <laughs> at least two feet in reach. Um, it, I mean, Gobert just made him look like a little kid and he's not a small dude at all. So, um, he was the, uh, he was the only Thunder player that actually had a positive plus minus. Was he really? That actually, that actually played minutes. Like Deet had a plus minus of three. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you know, Roby is the only one that really played minutes, was in a rotation and was a positive. Oh, man, there's just something about that dude. Something he reminds me of Nick Collison. He's uh, a winner. But- yeah, but just the way that he 
yeah, just the way that he plays, man. He he reminds me of Nick Collison a lot. It's just the stupid little things. Like if you remember young Nick and like finals Nick and you know, even the runs before that, whenever he was like still somewhat athletic um and didn't turn gray yet. Uh he still had nice hair though. He had really nice hair back then. Uh um, yeah. <laughs> but uh like yeah, they, I I just I'm really high on Roby and like you know when Mike Muscala was on and he was talking about just how much work that dude puts in, um, and how he's just a gym rat, like it shows. So uh, those are my big ones. Some of those returning guys coming back, uh, just off the top of my head. Of course, Dort Dort did an amazing job <laughs> on Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he just literally put him in the torture chamber the whole night. The and, torture uh, chamber. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I meant to say that, actually. Um, I forgot we renamed it. Uh, but, yeah. I, want, I, I wonder I wonder if his, if the job he did on Donovan Mitchell um, sapped his legs a little bit on the offensive end. You know, maybe that's why he shot such a low percentage on threes. See, but I, I don't know if you guys I, – I think I saw it more, but his misses weren't that bad. No, they weren't. Like, they weren't like his last year misses where it's just coming off, you know what I mean? The far back of the rim or hitting the, the side of the rim, just clanking it. Like they're back rim misses. And um, yeah, I, I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. Uh, I think he's going to make that step up too. So um, yeah, just those kind of pieces right there, Dill. Sorry. No, I, Absolutely, man. Go go in on it. Um, now touching on Dort shooting there for a little bit, you know, it, it was definitely a far cry from the fifty percent three point shooting that we saw in the preseason. Um, but the one shot that he did get off of a Roby um uh, tap out actually, uh, you know, a deep straightaway three, you know, made it nothing but net, shot it confidently, and you know the rest of his shots, you know, the the main thing is that he's shooting it confidently. You know, it looks the same. <laughs> He has the same release with each of his shots, which is a big improvement from his rookie season and even some stretches last year. So, you know, he has a good form. He has a good release. It's just, you know, they, they just got to go in. And tonight, none of the Thunder starter shots were going in. So, yeah, he just fell victim to the lid on top of the basket like, you know, much of them did. Um, talking about Josh Giddy, uh, you know, Jerry, I'm right there with you on, uh, you know, the draft night reactions. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll peek behind the curtain. Our own Stephen Dolan decided to go to our draft night live pod and, you know, pull some clips of our reactions. He, pull, he pulled receipts? And all – oh, you didn't see that? It's in the chat. I did. I just – I didn't play – I didn't play any of them. But oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, every single one of them was me. <laughs> see, the, oh, thing, the, thing with, the thing with Dolan, you know, living on the West Coast, is that when he sends stuff out, like, at 12 o'clock at night, his 10 o'clock, like it's just like, yo, I'm sleeping. I'm not even gonna listen to this. <laughs> yeah, and then so I forget about it in the morning. I woke up to it this morning and that's that's how I started my day before I recorded, you know, my little mini series. Uh I just just heard all my little bites about the negativity <laughs> I had about the Josh Giddy pick. So um hey, they're both out there in the ether, Jerry. But um, you know, talking about Giddy, you know, I, I kinda touched on it earlier, um, you know, this morning and you know, you kinda touched on it, the potential assist just some of the passes this man makes, man, like 
he plays the game at such an advanced level, like it it's mind blowing. And like he had a he had a pass yesterday. I'm sorry, but I just remember this yeah. pass and he had a pass to JRE, um, where like he kind of just like he got up there and he so his handle of the ball, like his showing of the ball, like he forced the defense to kind of go towards the ball and kind of look at the ball. And then he just kind of just like floated it up to, to JRE for just a, an easy layup. Like yeah. that command of the, you know, of, of the basketball and that command of that point guard wizardry, that's that ability to handle the rock like that, to be able to kind of, you know, pull the gravity of the defense with your handle and then just kind of like pass it and just kind of like do just like a simple drop off. That's going to be amazing whenever we actually get, you know, either players with experience, you know, you know, the players that we have now, they get more experience or we, you know, we just get better players on this team. Um, I I think that's going to be amazing for, for Giddy. Yeah. And, you know, I think in that play specifically, um, I remember Josh was, uh, he was kind of dribbling right. And, you know, JRE came and set the screen on the right side. And Royce O'Neal was guarding him. And Royce O'Neal was like a quality defender. I think he's like the go to perimeter defender for the Utah Jazz. And, you know, Giddy kind of did snatch back, switched hands to the left. JRE switched to stance, set a pick on the other side. Giddy led him into the screen. JRE cut beautifully. And it was just, just a masterful feat. Like it, it was amazing. But all that being said, Shout out to Al Baby Cakes, Alex Spears. Um, if you look at the usage from game one for Thunder players, Josh Giddy isn't second. He isn't third. He isn't fourth. He is at the bottom of the list in terms of usage, with exception of Vic Krejci, who played a total of three minutes at the end of the game. Now, after what we saw in preseason and – you know, the limited stretches that we saw with the ball in his hands, 11.8 usage percentage for Josh Giddy. Um, some players above him, obviously the whole team, but just to note, Poku, who was not great tonight or last night, I think he shot 0 of 2, 0 of 1 um, from 3. And, you know, he, he was kind of struggling to get some things going. He did have three assists, so, you know, that was good to see, but 13.9% usage. Kenny Hustle, 16.7. Teo, 19.6. Teo really struggled, but I'm not going to pile on him. Uh, Trey Mann had a 20%. Derek Favors, 20.4 usage percent. Every, every time he got the ball, he shot it. Yeah. And then, you know, we Dort, JRE, Isaiah Roby, Shea, Baisley. But, like, specifically, what what's wild is guys like Teo – and Trey having a higher usage than Giddy. And I get it. Those are guys that you want to develop. But I I feel like Josh Giddy is best with the ball in his hands. And in mm-hmm. order to maximize him as a player and his development, I feel like you got to put the ball in, in his hands. So, uh, Alex, what, what do you think Coach Mark's uh, thinking is on this? And, like, what, what do you think the solution is? I think it's going to be something that he definitely sees in, in film. Um, you know, Dagnot, he's, he's a, uh, he's a new school coach. You know, he's going to use some of that, you know, advanced statistics and he's going to use, you know, video as far as what he sees. Um, 
And he's going to go ahead and kind of, you know, say, hey, you need to handle the ball more. You need to keep the ball more. Um, you need to be more aggressive with the ball. Um, because what we're going to find out eventually is that Giddy's going to be one of our top two or three players on this team. And so if this team wants to develop in the right direction, if this team wants to provide Shea with, um, with outlets, you know, he's going to need to handle the ball more. Um, and so I, I do think with time, you know, it, it'll, it'll become apparent that he needs to handle the ball more and it'll become apparent that he is, he is the point guard of this team. You know, Shea's the point guard in, in name, you know, because he handles the ball so much and he's so much better with the ball in his hand. Um, but I, I do think eventually Giddy is going to be the de facto point guard on this team, regardless of what position he is playing. Jerry, what's your thoughts on all this in terms of like Giddy's usage and getting the ball in his hands more? Yeah, I think that right now it's just so early and you're, they're going to figure it out. Because I think that Shea and Giddy both can play really, really well off each other. If you get motion going around everywhere else, back screens, um, I mean, they're going to be able to find people and take advantage of defenses. Because um, I think eventually you'll probably see like a 50-50 split of that, you know, of them handling the ball mostly. Whatever their, you know, their percentages together just – take it down the middle and that's what they'll probably average. And I don't know. The solution to it is just figuring it out. It's going to take them a little bit. <laughs> I don't know a better way to put it other than just saying, figure it out. They got, but, they got to get in game reps. They got to get yeah. real in game reps. Cause film's going to show a lot of that because a lot of the times that they were successful, um, I mean, Giddy gets the offense moving because he's okay with shooting the three. So he keeps them honest there. Um, and Shea's doing that now too, really. I mean, he's keeping everybody honest. He put up some shots, you know, sort of the same way. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to end up figuring it out after it's all said and done. But um, this is not going to be in the time that we want. You know, it, it might take them this whole season to find that balance and roll into next season and, you know, build that relationship together. So. And, and I think, I think the job for, for the, for coach um, Dagnall is, isn't necessarily going to be, Hey, you handle the ball this much, you handle the ball that much. I think his job is going to be finding the three other players to put around, you know, SGA and Giddy. Um, and so that's going to be the discovery period for him um, as far as finding out, hey, you know, is the best lineup going to feature Trey Mann? Is the best lineup going to feature JRE? Is the best lineup going to feature Ty Jerome, maybe? Um, you know, Darius Baisley. So, Dort, figuring out the best lineup to to kind of accentuate the, the strengths of both SGA and Giddy um, is going to be Mark's, it's gonna be Mark's um, mission this season you know, finding out the type of players that we need to put around those two, those two guys. Well, I think with them two, like just the types of players that they are size wise, just look at their physical attributes. Um, like they can play so freaking well off each other. 
like so nice off each other. And, and I, I'm just hoping that they really click, you know, and they're, they're both bought into it. I know Giddy's really excited to be here. He's Giddy for Oklahoma city. Um, like, well, watch out. I <laughs> but, um, just, yeah. I, I so smell funny. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> I smell a t-shirt. Okay. I smell a t-shirt coming. Um, I do not. Oh, dang it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just, I, I'm just excited about what I've seen so far with those two. And I know it'll get better and better and better as time goes on. Yeah. And, you know, we was talking about before pod, you know, how like Shay saw pretty much the entire defense anytime that he had the ball. And, you know, we saw it in glimpses last year, but not so much to the degree that it was this season. And, you know, what, one of the ways that you can alleviate that is giving Giddy the ball and having Shea operate more off ball because it's a lot easier to ask Shea to, you know, create looks for himself and others off ball than it is for Giddy because Giddy's still trying to learn how to play off ball. And so right now I think it's important to kind of maximize their strengths um, in terms of uh, Giddy's development. You know, Shea, he had a whole season, you know, playing on ball, having one of the highest usages in the league. Um, so, you know, it might benefit him to switch off. Uh, uh, Mikey Barra actually had the uh, um, the great example on Thunder After Dark, and I think he even talked about it down to dunk as well, how, you know, Devin Booker had to have this really high usage playmaking role at Phoenix Suns before Chris Paul came along. And then Chris Paul came, and it's like, oh, okay, well, obviously Devin Booker's usage is going to go down. And actually it went up, and, you know, both players were able to coexist. So, um, you know, you can kind of see the dynamic being similar with Giddy and Shea. So hopefully we start to see that kind of take, uh, take fruition. Right, one, one more thing on Giddy and then we'll move on. Um, what do you guys think about the possibility of, you know, we talked about, you know, when Shea and Giddy are on the floor together, but I'm in the mindset that I don't think that you should have any minute on the floor or at least very limited minutes on the floor without Shea or Giddy out there because anybody else at Lee Ball Hamler things get a little crazy so what do you guys think about staggering Shea and uh, Giddy's minutes I don't uh, like it oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead go ahead okay um and say uh Dylan I blame you for that because you should call on one of us yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I was, I just wanted to see who would answer first. So go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't see the darkness. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think so. I, I think that we need to, we need to move some stuff around and just keep everybody on their toes. I feel like, like, I think Taylor's going to figure it out. Like, yeah, he's looked a little rough, but I also think he's trying to do a lot more and it's maybe, you know, putting him in, in different positions that he's not just comfortable with yet. And he has to put up the shots and go through the motions to get comfortable. Um, I don't know. I think I like him more together personally from, from what I saw last night. Um, and just the what ifs that could be. Uh, I think I'd rather have them together. 
I mean, I like Russell Westbrook and Paul George together more than I did them separately. But you had to stagger their minutes because, you know, we lacked somebody that could be a legitimate playmaker off the bench, you know, before Dennis came along. This I'm talking about before Dennis. Yeah, came yeah. Along. Well, yeah, but that was also a different coaching regimen. That was a completely different yeah, team. Everything's like, different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, you know, obviously you want them to play together, but – you know, do you want to just sacrifice your your bench at that point? Which, you know, maybe maybe that's the point. Maybe they're trying to get other players to step up. But I feel like you can maximize Giddy's potential and even give him more responsibility playing. You know, kind of in a bench lineup when Shea is off the floor because we saw Giddy thrive. You know, being you know kind of the best guy on the floor for our team in the preseason against legitimate competition like that last eight minute stretch against the Denver Nuggets in the first game in Oklahoma city, Mike Malone was like, Hey, we're going to try to win this game. He kept the starters out there. We pulled ours, but we left Josh Giddy out there and he was able to make the plays and lead the team and, you know, win the game. So I don't know. I, I feel like there's a case for staggering. Yeah, no, I mean, you definitely are not wrong right there. I mean, you're, that's, Something to consider, but I mean, we really literally have like a four game sample size and not even that. Yeah. I don't think, I think we only have like a three game sample size so yeah. far on this. So, um, you, you make very good points. Uh, but yeah, I'm sticking to my story. Alex, what you think about staggering? Uh, so, so my thing with staggering is what do you want to do with that? And what I mean by that is, are you trying to make the bench unit better? Um, I think that's more of a – I think eventually, once this team starts to get better, you're going to have that staggering happen. Um, but I, I think right now you want to keep – like you want to see what you have in Teo. And I think this is this is kind of a – as young as he is, and this is only his second season, I think this is a, a, a make-or-break season for Teo in Oklahoma City um, because – Look, I mean, if if Trey Mann can consistently give us what he gave us in that game and, and the skill set that he has, um, and you add that with the ability of Ty Jerome to who happens to be a little bit bigger and he can shoot dead eye shoot from outside, you know, those are the type of players that you're gonna want to surround SGA and um and Giddy with. Uh, and so you know, I, I don't think they staggered that much this season because I do think that they want to see if Teo is going to cut it um, as a, you know, backup point guard, somebody that can lead the second team. Um, but in the future, I do think that staggering is going to be something that's going to happen between SGA and, uh, and Giddy. Yeah, and I, I think if you're looking for, like, my what my goal would be in staggering is just <clears> – <throat> giving Giddy more room to grow because even though he's the lead ball handler, even though he's the quote-unquote de facto point guard, even with Shea out there, there's going to be possessions when Shea's like, okay, this is mine. Like, there's going to be possessions, like, late in the game, like we saw in the Utah game. The offense was sputtering, and Shea was like, okay, I have to do something. And he tried his darndest. His shot just wasn't falling. You know, he got a few to go. He he made some moves. Um, you know, he got some uh, mid-range, some layups to fall. He got that corner three to drop. But, you know, there's going to be possessions where Shea's going to be one of the only guys that touches the ball. 
And I feel like if you have Giddy, you know, be the first guy to come, you know, back onto the bench. Um, and, you know, maybe Trey Mann comes in and spells him. Maybe Ty Jerome comes in and spells him, which, you know, I'm really shocked he didn't get any minutes. But, you know, that's near, neither here nor there. Um, and then, you know, Giddy come, ends up coming back when the bench unit's out there and he's in full control. He's the 100% lead ball handler. Everything goes through him. I feel like that could really not kickstart his development, but maintain his development. Um, whereas, you know, if we ask him to, you know, more or less stand in the corner while Shea does his thing, is it going to stunt his growth and development? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And, um, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a season of just figuring out what each person is going to be doing. Um, and so, and, 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 hey, this is the season to go ahead and say, hey, let's go ahead and see what Josh can do out there by himself. Let's go ahead and do, yeah. you know, another fourth quarter Denver Nuggets type scenario. And, hey, go go ahead and take us home. You know, it's it's going to be like that. I, I don't think it's going to be a fourth quarter thing. I think maybe second quarter type thing. Just, yeah. you know, put Giddy out there all by himself with a bench unit and see what he can do and have him be the lead guy. Um, this This is the season for that. So I could definitely see that happening, though. For sure, man. Well, guys, you guys got any uh, closing thoughts on the game before we move on to something else? So, uh, I mean, I, I think I kind of buried my lead. Just, I mean, Trey Mann, um, yeah. the things that he can do out there, that skill set that, you know, kind of like a – I hate to say this because it, it, it puts up huge expectations for like a baby Curry – um, type thing like a, a poor man's Steph Curry. Um, you know, if he can go out there and he can do those step back threes, if he can go out there and create the space that he creates, once he learns how to, you know, once he learns the NBA speed and once he learns the length of the defenders and what he can get off, what he can't get off, um, I think there's there's a crazy, you know, there's a crazy possibility that this guy could be something very good on this team and very good in the NBA uh, because of his skill set and because of the way the game is going now. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to see what we have with Trey Mann. You know, I know, I know we poo pooed it on draft night. I know that, you know, we, we kind of looked at him on summer league and we're like, this, this kid, I don't I don't know if he knows how to play basketball at the, you know, at the NBA level. And even like the first game, you, 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 you know, you heard stuff, you know, after practice where, you know, Mark Dagnall was like, look, he's, he's learning the length of the game. He's learning to see what shots he can get off. He's learning to see. And it's like this kid has taken whatever instruction Mark has given him and whatever instruction, you know, veterans have given him. And he's, he's come up since, you know, since summer league, first, first game of the preseason. He's looked 10 times, 20 times better than he did back then. Um, and so if his development can continue on this track and he can get comfortable out there, he can get comfortable with his shot. You know, sky's the limit with this kid as far as being a six man, maybe even being, you know, six man and somebody that you could put out there on a closing lineup to provide spacing and to provide shooting. Yeah, I got to tell you, I, there might not be another player on the roster I was more impressed with than uh, Trey Mann in Definitely. game one. Um, I mean, just, you know, whenever we had Corey Tellyaba on, you know, in pre-draft stuff, he mentioned Trey Mann. He talked about how he had the smoothest step-back jumper 
in the entire college game, had one of the best three-point shots in the entire college game. And, you know, we go into summer league, and I tweeted it millions of times, like, dude, create so much space, but he just can't hit the broad side of a barn, can't buy a bucket. And egg on it. <laughs> Hold that thought. <laughs> no, but I, I think I remember um... – I think I remember Keandre Hoop Intellect also said something very positive about him. Uh, so all these guys, you know, all these all these draft gurus were were extremely positive about Trey Mann. It's like, you know, there there are. You look at it and it's like, pick eighteen. You know, we could have had, you know, who was it? Jared Butler. We could have had, you know, somebody else, maybe a bigger guard. Um, but you know, hey, we say trust the Presty. And on draft night, we, we weren't trusting the Presti very much on draft night. And he's come back and he's kind of proven us wrong. So maybe we need to live, maybe we need to live by what we preach on this podcast sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, just, just like watching his game, like, I mean, he hit two step back jumpers. He hit a three. Um, the one step back jumper at the end of the first quarter of Rudy Gobert was like just so freaking impressive. And yeah. I thought it was a three. I think uh, they even counted it as a three. Um, yeah. but it, Change it to a two. Yeah, his foot was on the line. So, that was upsetting. And I got that wrong in the recap. Sorry, don't sue me. Um, but <laughs> also, man, like, you know, that that's what I expected of him. The things that surprised me was, mm-hmm. like, he was running in the fast break with Poku. Poku dished it off to him. And he went Benny Boomstick on him, man. He jumped up. And, like, I was like, I didn't know he had that athleticism in him. Like, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I think Corey was saying that he was throwing down, like, you know, 360s and windmills in his workout. I was like, okay, cool, like, you're athletic, but, like, you don't use that in the game. And he he used it in the game this time. And not only that, man, like, he's a capable defender. Like, there was one time that Donovan Mitchell got switched up on him and he tried driving in and Trey Mann forced the tie up. And um, I think he ended up knocking the ball out of Donovan Mitchell's hands. Like, I I was – He tied it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, I was so impressed by Trey Man, and you know, uh, Alex, I think Curry's Curry's a little lofty expectation, but um, still friend of the pod, Keandre at Hoop Intellect, um, <laughs> uh, he uh, he brought up a comparison on Twitter earlier, actually, of him, of uh, Darius Garland, Jordan Poole type, so. Maybe not the greatest shooter of all time, but hey, if we could get a Jordan Poole, Darius Garland type on this team coming off the bench, that's that's pretty nice for the future. Yeah, definitely. Jerry, what you think about Trey Mann? Or you got anything else to add to, about the game? No, Trey Mann's fun. Um, he's pretty much said it perfectly. Like, just a little bit of a waiting game with him. He'll figure it out, uh, hopefully, because he is stupid athletic and create that space. Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Kenny Love Hustle um, and just happy that he's back. Um, really, yeah, he, really, he, he didn't like a toe. A toe was bothering him at all. No, but yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to see him back. Um, he made good decisions, played good defense. Um, I mean, I think he took like maybe one stupid shot that I can remember. Um but other than that, he, he played a solid game. I can't wait for him to just, you know, keep being that rotation guy for us, like that that Andre Robertson for us. So, um, yeah, Kenny Hustle, I miss you. Kenny Hustle, Kenny didn't miss a beat, man. 
came back in did exactly what he was doing last year. So, yeah, shout out Kenny Hustle. Uh, I'm sad we didn't get any moose run, but you know, there, there's time for that in the in the future games. But boys, I'm gonna close the book on the Utah Jazz game, and we'll move forward to the Houston Rockets game tomorrow. Um, so, guys, next topic. You know, we do this every year. Um, it's our uh, season predictions, and you know, this is a Thunder podcast, not just NBA. So. We're going to hold off on the NBA predictions until, uh, you know, we have some more bodies on here. And we're going to go to the team that we love, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to do some predictions there. So what I'm going to do is I think what I'm going to do first off is I'm going to highlight like the top five guys. And we're going to just going to kind of give our predictions for their stat lines and their shooting splits. And we'll we'll go from there. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Well. We're going to kick it off with a Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I'm going to go to Jerry first. Jerry, what's your uh, predictions for the young Shavante? Um, we might be able to will him through votes into the All Star game. Um, well, the fan vote, at least, piece of it. Um, I don't know, stat-wise, I'd have to say he's probably going to go 23 to – I'll say 23 and a half, like four, maybe five rebounds, and six assists a game. And shooting splits, I'm going to say 50, 40, like – 85. Okay. 50, 40, 85. So we're, we're making the steps towards 50, 40, 90. We're not there yet, though. So, yeah, okay. not yet. I like it. I feel it. Uh, Alex, what, what'd you think? I don't think you're going to like what I'm going to say, Dylan. Oh, my gosh. But I, I think he's, he takes, I think this is going to be a rough season for him. I think he's going to be frustrated and I think it's going to be a rough season. I think. Um, as far as averages, I think um, probably about 22 points a game. Um, I think rebounds, assists, is probably going to be like five rebounds and, you know, six or seven assists. Um, but then as far as shooting splits go, uh, I think you can see a dip in that. I think, you know, like 42, 38, 85, um, you know, you can be the best player out there, but if defenses of you know if defenses are you know focusing two and three guys on you, um, and you're not getting a ton of consistent help around you, which is going to happen with young you know with the young players we have, you know it's 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 going to be difficult. It's going to be hard, and, and I don't think I don't think this season is going to be like last year where you have a lot of two-way players and end-of-the-bench guys playing heavy minutes out there because of either COVID protocols or injuries or, you know, resting the veterans to prepare them for the playoffs. I think you're going to have a regular season where most of the, you know, most of rotational people are going to be playing most of the games. Um, And so I think he's going to struggle a little bit. I think he's going to see, you know, teams throw two and three guys at him. Um, and I and I do think you know 
the defenses will win because, you know, numbers win as far as, you know, two versus one, three versus one. So, so I, I know you don't want to hear that, but that's what I think. All right. So now we're going to go to the actual realistic prediction. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, I, I can see everything you're saying, but I, uh, I choose not to believe that that's going to happen just because, you know, anytime Shay has time in the offseason, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say it again. It's going to go in the lab. Gets in the lab, man. No, I, uh, I'm predicting just, just a clean 25, five and five. Yeah, not a huge jump in scoring and, you know, pretty much stagnant there on the, uh, assist and rebound as well. But I, I mean, I've been saying it, man. I've, I've been saying it since past season. Uh, I think it's going to go 50, 40, 90 this year. Um, I'm going to predict, let's see, I'm going to predict 51.5. 40.9 and 91. That's that's my prediction. Got off, he got off to a rough start last night. Oh, he did. He did. I, I acknowledge <laughs> that in the thing. But honestly, man, like, you know, it kind of gets overshadowed because he put up like 30-something and he hit a game winner in, in the Hornets game last year. But he didn't have great efficiency in that game either. So, mm. you know. Like we said, you know, don't react, overreact over one game. Um, I yeah. mean, he can he can come out in the Houston game and shoot fifteen of you know of nineteen, and his averages all of a sudden you know shoot right back up. So who knows? I mean, I'll, I'll, always always remember like last year, you know, the people that he had around him last year. So he had Horford, you know, for much of the time. Much of the time that, that Shea played, he also had Horford around him. They, they pretty much got shut down around the same time. So, he had Horford around him. You know, he had George Hill out there for, I believe it was like, I don't know, 10 to 15 games. Um, he had Lou Dort whenever Lou Dort was hot at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, so he had all those players out there that I don't think you have veterans like that on this team. You know, you don't have an Al Horford because Derek Favors – as much of a veteran as he is, he's definitely a, a back to the basket, you know, paint a plot a paint plotter um, out there. Um, you don't have anybody on the team that's going to replicate George Hill and you know the spacing that he gave you. Um, and you know Lou Dort, hopefully he finds a shot. I, I believe he will. Um, but if he's going to be out there shooting, you know, shooting one for seven from three, Shea's going to find it very difficult to find space out there. All right, I, it's all fair, man. It's all fair. I'm just, just telling you, he's he's gonna win the MVP this year. I'm just kidding. okay. Wow. Um, going to Lugans Dort, uh, and for reference, probably should have done this for Shea too. But for reference, Lugans Dort last year was 14 points per game, 3.6 rebounds, 1.7 assists on 38.7, 34.3, and 74.4 shooting splits. So. Uh, I'm going to go back to Jerry here. Jerry, what's your prediction for Lou Dort's stat line? You're muted, my guy. Oops. Um, yeah, so probably uh, 16, 4, and 2, I think, is probably a good starting point for him. I don't see him going to go create shots, you know, for other people. If he scores, it's going to be because he's wide open or, you know, the guy overruns the, the closeout. 
Um, as far as shooting splits go, I'm going to have to say it's probably going to be like 45. I'm going to go for 40. Like, I'm going to hope that he hits 40 this year. Um, oh. Yeah, and 80 because his – his uh his stroke looks a little bit smoother now so uh i'm gonna say he he takes a jump on the free throw side of stuff all right about you alex um so same kind of kind of same thing as jerry like i think you know about 15 16 points um you know four rebounds two assists type thing um as far as shooting splits I believe probably 42%, um, 38% from three, and 82% from the line. When I tell you, you took my exact shooting splits, but you took my exact shooting splits. Dang, really? Yeah, like it's it's how in tune we are on this podcast, man. There we go. Move over, Jerry and Cone. I was going to say, you guys wish you were us. Uh, no, but on the as far as the stat line goes, I'm gonna go. I don't think he takes a huge jump. I think he's gonna go 14 and a half on the points per game. Uh, rebounds. I go four and a half, and assists. I I think he actually drops down to about one and a half. So yeah. We'll go uh, 14 and a half, four and a half, and one and a half. Lots of halves for the young Dort. Um, and then let's move on to – let's move on to Giddy. Let's move on to Josh Giddy. I won't read you his stats from last year because they're irrelevant as it relates to the NBA. So, Jerry, what is your uh, stat line prediction for the young Josh Giddy? Uh, probably 12 – Probably seven and a half. No, I can't give him that many. Probably six and a half. And then uh sorry. Yeah, no. Six and a half. We're literally we're literally seeing Jerry think so. Yeah. I'm I'm so tired. This has been like the longest week ever. Jeez. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go six and a half, six and a half. So twelve, six and a half, six and a half across the board. Twelve, six and a half, six and a half. All right, not bad. What what what's your splits looking like? Um, I'm gonna go fifty because he gets a lot of layups. Thirty-five, no, thirty-seven. And like eighty. Okay, those would be uh, that would be phenomenal splits. They would. <laughs> I would yeah. be ecstatic. I I think he has it in him, and he's gonna. He doesn't take bad shots per se. So. Yeah, he definitely doesn't force anything. Uh, yeah. So. It? Yeah, I, I I think he'll he'll be okay. All right, and he's so quick. Us? Uh, let's see, Josh Giddy. Um, points wise, I think nine points. Um, think about 
six rebounds and about five assists. Um, but, you know, five assists, but every game is going to be have a potential assist, uh, assist number of like 12, you know. Um, and so as far as my shooting splits, man, you know, you, you, you the bar you have, Jerry, for some of these players is like very high, man. It's like um, – He expects I think, excellence. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Giddy's going to struggle sometimes, man. I think it's, you know, it's – his lack of athleticism is, is going to show in some games. Um, and so I, I think it's first. I mean, he's literally played like four games. Yeah, but like some of the moves he's made to the basket have been like just easy. Barbecue chicken. Like, I think that's where he's, he's going to get most of his, like his average is going to come up because he's going to shoot those layups. And whenever he doesn't shoot those layups, he yeah. passes out of them, you know? So I don't know. That's, that, that's why I have those so high with him. Here's what I always say about young players. Wait until they get 10 games worth of film on them, and the scouting department can go ahead and say, hey, he likes to go left, he likes to go right, he likes to do this, he likes to do that. You know, and that's where the young player has to, has to have a counter, has to be able to counter. Now, Josh Giddy, he definitely appears like the type of player that can come up with a counter pretty quickly. And, you know, he has a high basketball IQ. Um, but I, I do think there's going to be a rookie wall. I, I do think there's going to be a little bit of struggle. Um, so as far as my my shooting splits, I got them at 42, 32, and probably about 80. Yeah. We literally off by 3% on one thing almost, or on both things. You, That's it. You said 50% shooting. And you said, would you say 42? I said 42. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. All right. Sorry. You had him shooting like 38. I had him shooting 32. And then free throw is probably the thing that we were the most closest on. Man, Dylan, Giddy's gonna be controversial, and I don't like it. <laughs> Giddy's gonna be controversial. All right, well, I with Josh Giddy, I'm gonna go thirteen, eight, and seven. Wow. Uh, I, I just want to throw this out here. I think Josh Giddy might lead the team in rebounds. He had ten last night, and he led the team last night. Uh, we just don't got a lot of big boys down there, y'all. So it's it's definitely a possibility. Um, in terms of his shooting splits, I'm going to kind of go judicious and go down the middle. I'm going to go with uh, 45% from the field. Uh, I, it's hard because he doesn't have the reputu- reputation of a shooter, but he shot very well in preseason. I don't think he's going to shoot a lot of threes, so I think his percentage could be high. I'm gonna go with like 36. I'm gonna go right, right near the middle. I'm gonna go 36 for from three, and uh, I'm I'm gonna take a leap on the free throw percentage. I'm gonna think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go 85 percent from the free throw line. So, yeah, we'll go 45, 36, and 85, and still like those would be solid averages for a rookie player. So, I'm down with that. Uh, fellas, I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to have to go through the whole roster. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you to pick one player, any other player on the roster, and give me your stat line production for them. Hold on. I got one thing before we move on from, from Giddy. How, how many triple-doubles this season? Mm, I'm going to that, – that's a great question as, as well. 
Uh, I'm going to set the over under at 69. Just kidding. Nice. <clears throat> 6.9. Six right. Yeah, couldn't even get it out right with uh, my, my throat just decided to stop working. Um, I'm going to go with 11. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think, you know, obviously the scoring isn't going to be like – it's not going to be like Russell Westbrook triple doubles. Like when he's like 30, <laughs> 30 12, and 11, like, you know, I yeah. think it's going to be like – you know, kind of like that Denver game would have been um, had they not pulled him, you know, if it was like 13, 8, and 9, something like that. Like, I think he's just going to be like around the like, I don't know, like 15, 10, and 10 on a few nights. So, that's my two cents. I'd say, I think about six. I think six would be great. Hmm. 81. Oh, no, sorry. Um <laughs> Every other game besides. <laughs> uh, no, I think he'll probably. I think it'll be like nine or ten. Let's just say nine and a half. Okay, I like it. Um, Alex, I'm gonna go back to you, man. Um, you know, pick a player. Give me a stat line prediction for him. Um. Hmm. Let's let's go, Darius Baisley. Um, I think his stat line is going to be about fifteen points a game, mm-hmm. uh, about seven rebounds, uh, three assists, um, and his shooting splits are going to be, let's say, forty-five, thirty-three, and eighty-five. Wow. All right. It's all fair, man. What you thinking there, Gerald? Oh. I think I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Lou. Um, I think Lou, Lou – We just did Lou. Not Lou. <laughs> oh, my God. Whenever I tell you guys I am so freaking tired, like it's not even funny right now. Um, my bad. My You're bad. good. I did not mean to say that. Uh, Poku. Okay. There we go. Sorry. Uh, I think he ends up getting like seven. Now I'll give him nine, five, and like four assists a game. Uh, on like 45, 38, and I think like 83. That's uh, some, uh, I mean, that, that would be a huge leap from what Poku did last year. I'm here for it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think it's there. I think he was kind of reserved last night, if I'm being honest. Like, he really just – Sort of, so. yeah. Sort of just chilled and and try to play good defense and, um, yeah. I don't. I, yeah, I I think he's gonna make that jump this year, and he was taking really 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 bad shots last year, and it seems like did he take one really funny one last night out of the three? No, they were all pretty solid. I mean, he yeah. took two, so okay, two of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. See, um. So, yeah, 
yeah, I think I think he'll be all right. I think last night he was just really reserved for some reason. Yep. And uh, I am going to go with our third rookie that we selected, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, finally, finally referred to as JRE. And if you say it fast enough, it sounds like Jerry. Hey, but wait a second. Didn't Mike say it's J-Rob? Oh, yeah. We, we have heard J-Rob. J-Rob is another another thing. I, I've gotten so used to saying J-R-E, though. I don't know if I can say J-Rob. Well, I mean, we should probably call him J-Rob. If Mike Piscala calls him J-Rob, we should call him J-Rob, too, right? We're on the team. I mean, absolutely. We're, we're definitely a piece of, part of the team. So Yeah. All right, J-Rob. Let's just add to it. Let's just call him J-Robber. <laughs> J-Robbers. Because he's gonna be stealing on it. I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. So J Rob's stats on the stat line here. Um, I think Jeremiah Robinson Earl is gonna average nine and a half points per game, four rebounds a game, and one assist per game. But I think he's gonna shoot. 58% from the field. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. 36% from three. And I kind of want to say zero from the free throw line because, I, I mean, he just doesn't have an aggressive game. I don't really see him getting fouled much, but – if I have to throw a number out there, I'm just going to say 75 and call it safe. <laughs> Good call, Dylan. Good call. Hey. And I think I – the nine and a half seems a little confident to me on that because uh, he is kind of reserved. Uh, last night he showed some flashes of trying to, like, create something between, you know, some different passing and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited about him. I really am excited about him. I love Villanova products. See, here's the thing about my guy, J-Rob, is in the preseason and summer league and now in the first regular season game, he's shown the ability and the willingness to be a weapon in the pick and pop and to step outside and knock down a yep. three-point shot. Uh, I'm not going to say he's going to hit two every game, but, I mean, if he can hit one a game, that's really going to help his average. He's a smart player. He knows where to be. Um, he can finish inside. Like I said, he's got a shot. He's got a high basketball IQ. Um, he's that connective tissue player. So I, I feel like I feel like nine and a half could definitely happen. So um, I'm looking for it, J Rob. Hey guys, if it's okay with you, before we get off here, I just want to do a quick share and a, you know, do a little little checkup on you guys. So that cool, with y'all? Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Alex, what's your Shay and a of the week? Um, so let's start with the nay. Um, so, you know, my daughter's team, they, they made it to the state finals. Um, and unfortunately they lost in the first round. So oh, that kind of sucked, but I mean, but it was, it was a cool experience. It was good to see, you know, see her out, out there in that environment see her out there, you know, with her teammates and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it kind of sucks that they, you know, had a couple seniors on the team and, you know, they were, they were pretty bummed out. Um, so, you know, thr- thr- thrill of victory, g- agony of defeat type thing. Um, and then my Shay of the week. 
Um, don't really have anything specific, man. Just kind of like, just glad the NBA is back, man. Just glad, you know, we get to finally see some, some regular season basketball games featuring the Oakland City Thunder. And we get to see an arena that has people in it. Yeah. You know, so I'll, I'll, I'll be there, you know, as, as a media member. Um, and hopefully, hopefully it'll be a good, a good game. And, you know, we're playing Philadelphia in our home opener. We'll see how badly Joel and B kind of kicks, you know, kicks our butt, you know, especially on the inside with us, being, you know, us having no size. But I'm just glad the NBA is back, man. For sure, man. It's, it's been fun to see. There's already been some crazy games going on out there, uh, specifically last night. Uh, that Celtics and Knicks game was just absolutely bonkers. Um, shout out Dennis for not even thinking about shooting it and like almost touch passing it to Marcus Smart on the wing. No, shout out Dennis Schreeder there. Um, all right, Jerry, what's your uh Shane day for the week? And just real quick about that next Celtics game. I uh have a friend and he's you know betting on games and whatnot. And he had a free bet and I was helping him, you know, make his picks. I was like, man, take the Knicks at home. It was like plus two and a half. Um for the Celtics. And I was like, yeah, take the Knicks at home, screw it. And, you know, they were up by six with what, like that minute left or whatever. And then all of a sudden everything went nuclear and they tied the game. Uh, I about cried on the inside. And then I was like, oh yeah, they're about to do it again. And then it went to second OT and then, yeah, they ended up closing it out and covering the spread by, I think 1.2 points or one and a half points, but whatever. Uh, so, um, yeah, that was just pretty funny. Uh, first gambling, quote-unquote, action of the year, and, and it was already hectic. Uh, so my – bet again. I hope you use betonline.ag. Backslash, B-L-E-A-V, five, zero. Zero, uh, not a O. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'd have to say my nay for the week. Um, I mean, coming back from a week's long vacation and coming back into work is tough to do, um, especially you know when when you got you know something pretty hefty to like it's handed to you you know while you're out and you're you know behind everybody and you're just scrambling to get it done. So it's been a long week doing that, um, and. I'd have to say my shade of the week is, uh, man, Nina is like a freaking ham lately. And it's just been great to like see her. Like the other day, she literally sung her whole ABCs. You know, she's not perfect at it, but she's making the correct sounds. And the kid's not even two yet, you know? Um, so just those like proud dad moments that I get to be around for. It's just, it's just been a fun week lots of memories this week for sure man can never go wrong with uh good times with the kiddos never Um, my nay for the week um it was our anniversary on tuesday that's not the nay just chill (laughs) Um, chelsea so i told i told my boss the day before which you know my fault day before um and he's like yeah i'll try to get you off early and i ended up working you know past closing on my anniversary so i was uh i was not very happy about that that wasn't a very good time but you know it is what it is you know we still had a good day 
um i surprised her with uh flowers and chocolates and she really enjoyed that so it was still a success um and my shay for the week is you know you guys know nova and everything with him um they went to the pulmonologist today and they are going to uh, they made the order to kind of transition him to a trait collar instead of a trach and uh, they're gonna try to start taking the steps to wean him off the ventilator during the day. So that is uh that's the show for the week. Let's go. Let's go. It's awesome. Yeah. If yeah, if you didn't if you said that in the chat, I completely missed it and I apologize. No, I didn't. Oh, so since you didn't say it, screw you. You should have should have said that in the chat earlier. All right. Um that's freaking awesome, man. I'm really happy for you guys. Yeah, definitely appreciate it, man. You know, he's uh we had some uh, crazy days in this past month with Nova, but, you know, overall, he's had a lot of improvement. He's been thriving ever since he's been home. And, uh, you know, he, you know, he really impressed his doctors today. So, you know, looking forward to taking that next step. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. All right, guys. That is, uh, you know, that's the pod. That's it, man. So, uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank my boys, Jerry and Alex, for coming on to the pod, you know, late at night. Jerry trying to sleepwalk through this because he's very tired and <laughs> Alex jumping on in the middle of the work, uh, middle of work, like the employee of the month that he is. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, and then, you know, me sitting in the darkness as my wife and my, my, my son, Nova, the aforementioned Nova is asleep. So, um, but yeah, for real, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, we got a great season coming up some fun guests coming up we got some things in the works uh definitely check out thunder chats during the week i'll be doing those not probably not every day but you know pretty frequently so definitely check that out and uh yeah you know once again on behalf of myself alex and jerry hope you have a great night god bless wear a mask where you need to get vaccinated if you have not poop when you mother freaking can and as always thunder up thunder up Sound like you said poop when you can. That's what I heard too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> leave it in there. I mean, hey. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.